The Neil and Travis Dagnabbit Podcast Show. Bing, bing. Yeah, Dagnabbit! You listen to me. I'm going to make this dream come true. Nobody ever said it's going to be easy. It's hard. It ain't easy to walk to the top of a mountain. It's a long, hard walk. It's a rocky road. But I plan on walking. Oh, I'm going to walk. Hard. Shot out of a cannon. Yeah. Oh. Man, that clipped hard. Okay, here we are. After much... What clipped hard? Uh, don't worry about it. I will <laughs> clip hard. Hard. No, we're back. After oh, much, uh, people are asking. We've been off for a couple months. We're getting letters. By the way, uh, shout out to... Is it Sean? Sean Soto, who keeps promoting yeah. our Dag Nabbit Yeah. Uh, we got he he's Podcast. nice enough. He keeps telling everyone about us, so <laughs> we, we figured do we better we better put some content out there. Yeah, Sean, you're the only reason why we're doing this today because uh, and you, Dave you on the street this. also. Yeah, every time I see Dave on the street, he says, "Hey." When are you going to have a podcast? He does say that, so I can be featured. Only yeah, only because he wants to be on it. We'll uh, call no, him later. But uh, Sean had uh, promoted our our podcast on a. What are you listening to? Question on Facebook. And, oh yeah, and then Gene, our buddy Gene, who was on, a, we interviewed on one of our first episodes. He has an, he has his own podcast now. Do you do you remember what it's called? Uh, you shouldn't have asked me that. <laughs> I don't. Know. Anyways, Gene Hanamio or <laughs> Eugene Edwards. I think it's it's, it's like <laughs> I don't want to say because it, it might be the wrong. No, just name. try it. I'll tell you if I if I know if I hear it, I will know it's right. Oh, oh no, no, it's a jukebox graduate. That's right. I knew it had something to do with college or. School yeah. or intellectual behavior. <laughs> well, Gene's a smart guy. He is a smart guy. He reads lots of books. Lots. Of, he reads. I just turned Italian for some reason. He reads he's a, a lot smart of books. guy. Uh, he's a, eating the pasta, better the boobie. So we figured we'd better do another podcast. We've got. Um, and not only are we doing a podcast, we're doing a podcast live from your living room. That is true. That is true. We are uh, remote right now. Yep. I'm in the process of changing my digs. Are you really going to move, though? Uh, I don't know. So you might work out which, uh, what, what you... I'm not allowed to talk about it, actually. All right. Not allowed to talk. It's top secret. I've said too much. Well, you're not allowed to talk about it, but I certainly can. So Travis... <laughs> <laughs> Travis's uh, current location, um, where we've recorded your many your CD, Rock, Rock, Rock. I recorded... I know. Uh, the CDI SON Sun Records and uh, the church. So the church might be moving, and that's where we mm-hmm. usually broadcast. But now, uh, today we are broadcast in my living room in Marietta, California. That's right. And uh, happy to be here. Neil, thanks for having us on the show. You're welcome. And if you don't know where Marietta is, it's uh, between <laughs> San Diego and Orange County, right in the middle. Right in the middle, near Temecula. Temecula's close. See, Temecula's closer. To San Diego, then where I am, and then it's Orange mm-hmm. County, and it's Riverside, Corona, Lake well, Temecula, I could throw a penny, and it would land in Temecula from here. 
That's true. Yeah. yeah. Lake Elsinore um, is my neighbor. Man, you can go to the Storm Games all the time. I've gone to the Storm Game three times this year. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, after our last podcast, I went a couple times. and uh, Which reminds me of a story. One time I... Uh, I hooked up with this girl, mm-hmm. and we went out to dinner, and we had a few drinks, and then she whispered to my whispered to me. She came up to me. She says, "I want you to kiss me where it stinks." <laughs> <laughs> so I drove her to Lake Elsinore. <laughs> hey, hey, gotta tell you, no, uh, no, but the st- storm games I've been to uh, a couple of them. Kiss him where it stinks. I'm going to make, uh, we should make t-shirts that say kiss him where it stinks. That's going to be the name of my next album. Neil Morrow. <laughs> kiss him where it stinks. I'm 100% behind it. We can record it here. Yeah, we should. We're live. But, um, so, anyways. So, what do you been up to? You've, what did um, you do over your, I know you, I know we've gigged a lot. You've gigged, gigged a lot. Gigging a lot. Busy. Busy, busy, and busy. it sounds like you have a lot going on with the church. Yeah. Uh, personally, you bought a new car. I did. I bought a new car. I went to see your mom at uh, Speedway Auto in Fullerton, and they took really good care of me. That's true, folks. If you don't know this, my uh, parents have a car lot, mm-hmm. uh, which was started by my uncle and my dad 30 years ago, Speedway Auto, mm-hmm. and uh, my dad just passed away um, Fourth of July, and so my mom has kind of taken over the business, business and so... Um, spe- so Travis was looking for a car. His old uh, HHR is that what it was? Yeah, it was a, it was an HHR, and I traded it in. I got a Jeep, got a Jeep Liberty, and uh, your mom and your uncle took good care of me. Yeah. And this episode is brought to you by Speedway, Speedway Auto, Auto because I used the Jeep to bring the equipment to your house today. That's right, folks. Speedway Auto, con- conveniently located in Fullerton, California. and that's speedwayautosales.com at 600 South Euclid, Fullerton, California. All from the top of my head right there. Wow. Maybe they can lower my payments after that. Well, who are you financed through? I don't know. See, you don't even know. I haven't got anything in the mail yet. That's how new it is. By the way, I talked to my mom today. Yeah? She does have your registration today. Oh. They put it in the mail, so your registration is... Oh, hey. Well, hey, check that out. Let's see, efficiency, right in front of, for everyone to see. Do they have a jingle? Uh, I just made one. Uh, if you want to buy a, no, that's not. You need that. to write a jingle. I will write them a jingle. Um, but, so that was your, my recent purchase is probably. Uh, More expensive than a, a car. <laughs> no, you, you bought the car. Yeah. Uh, I did buy a car. Well, you, yeah, you could buy a car before uh, I did. But I also uh, made a recent purchase. It arrived today via FedEx at my front door. I bought a brand new guitar. The first time in 20 years that I've purchased myself an acoustic guitar. That's great. Because we do a lot of shows, mm-hmm. and so we need the proper tools for a trade. And I said, you know what? It's about time I buy myself a really good guitar. You know, because um, ours takes a beating. You know, instruments, traveling, airports, on the road, they take a beating. And so it's like a, a new pair of shoes mm-hmm. or a fresh pair of underwear. But this one, like. Or a new wife. It already, like yeah. But this already, it's like a, it's already feels like a broken in pair you of shoes. You know what I realized? What? That the last time I bought an acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. I've had three wives. 
sweet. This is nothing you want to brag about, folks. But that one guitar over there in my living room, hanging yeah. up. It's been through three marriages. I've been married three times since that guitar. Wow. Which says a lot about the guitar. The guitar. <laughs> it's the most <laughs> solid relationship I've ever had. The guitar is the most... Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if you think about a guitar, it's... It's kind of like guitar a guitar is a woman. It is. It's got a totally. long, slinky neck. Mm-hmm. It's very curvy. Cur- yeah. Nice round bottom. Mm-hmm. And it has a hole in the middle right there. So it all kind of. And that's where the, that's where all the magic happens is through the hole. Through the hole. So. Uh, How's your dad doing? I know he's going to tune in here. My dad's doing great. Great. He's doing, he's doing fantastic. And your mom? She's doing fantastic. She's been coming to see us. Your mom has been at a lot of our shows. Every Tuesday. She's proud of you. Every other Tuesday at T's Tavern in Corona. Your where mom we has play been at, at the last o'clock. three, I think. She's been at like all of them. Is she coming this... Uh, I can't get away from her. Is she coming this weekend to your... Uh, Travis's birthday is actually uh, on the 15th, which tomorrow. is tomorrow. And uh, is your mom coming? Uh no. Why not? You didn't invite her. I don't know. She has other plans. Let's message her right now on Facebook. We don't need to. No, I got the reservation. No, she has other plans. I uh, she I'm already, pretty sure that she told me she had other plans. First of all, this is your big twenty five. You're a quarter of a century years old. She's gonna listen to this and say, "Why didn't he want me?" To come? We're gonna be at the Shamrock Pub in Marietta tomorrow, the fifteenth. Of September September celebrating Travis's yeah. birthday I'm doing a dueling piano show And Travis is going to come and hang out And uh, sure be a part of the action With The squad Whoever but, that entails Oh man But no I've, I, I've really You know I love doing this podcast But I've certainly enjoyed um, Not doing it in the last couple of months Only because a lot has gone on Like I yeah. said uh Personal life, my, my father passed away, and so I've been adjusting with that with my mom and my sister and my brother and uncles and family and everything. And, did, and um, you know, both of your parents are, are still alive. Your dad's, mm-hmm. what, 92 now? He'll be 93 next month. Are you kidding me? He's a, a very spry 93. Now, your dad kicks ass. He still performs and he does. speaks at the He church. does this thing. He's been doing it since the 1950s where he'll take a hi-hat. Yeah. And he'll play the hi-hat and the guitar and the harmonica and sing at the same time. And he dusted that off and did it on really? Sunday morning. Does he play the same song on each instrument or is it complete? No. <laughs> and they're all in different keys. Yeah. <laughs> no, awesome. I'm just kidding. They're not, uh, it was great. It's nice to see him. He's, st- he's still doing that and he's still going. It's pretty amazing. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I feel like I'm going to like bring it to a screeching halt, but. This kind of leads into what we're going to talk about today, songwriting. Right. So my father passes away on July 4th of this this year. And um, obviously it's pretty devastating. It was unexpected. He died in a motorcycle uh, accident. But um, I don't even want to say one of the most positive things coming up. One of the most inspiring things that have come out of it is how close it's brought my family together. And uh, for his service, I got to write a song. About it, so yeah, um, you know, which is very difficult for me because I'm not really, and I did a post about this today on my Facebook. I'm not, I don't really consider myself a songwriter. Mm-hmm. I made most of my living in a cover band and just being an entertainer. Um, not that I haven't written songs, but I don't perform songs at my show that I've written. So, um, you know, 
It takes me a lot of personal trials and tribulations and stuff to write a song. I can't just pick up a pen and write a song about, you know, a rock in the front yard or something like that. You mm-hmm. know? But what about you as a songwriter? Can you... How, how often do you write your own I material? have... I'm I'm kind of in the same boat, but I have probably five so- five or six or seven songs that I really like, and then I have like forty half written, like full of potential things that I get about halfway through, and then I'm I can't write I can't write and yeah I'm not a writer's writer I I I take a crack at it I I could probably I need to develop it more still and I want to. Uh, I'm actually working on some stuff to get a original album out, hopefully next year. But uh, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Is it going to be a rockabilly album, or are you going to go completely? No, no, I'm not. I'm not going to be bound by any genre. Yeah, yeah. Because if you say you're rockabilly, yeah. you're not going to make a living, right? <laughs> How about this? If no you offense say you're to all musician, my rockabilly friends out there. If you say you're a know. musician, yeah, you're not going to make a. Living. But you might. Well, you might if you, you know. Have a it's good like in Dumb and Dumber when she tears him down, but he's like, "But you're saying there's a chance." That's true. That's it. But uh, well, I can't. I didn't know this. I didn't know you were working on an original project. Well, it sounds more than it is. I wouldn't say that I'm working on an original project. I mean, I wrote the song for my dad, and which is uh, uh, very touching. By the beautiful song. Thank you. Thank you. We recorded at uh, at the church, mm-hmm. and um, it's all if you if you want to listen to it. It's called Beautiful Ride. It's on uh, my website neilmoroband.com. But I I got to write this song, and it was very personal, and um, I got to perform it at my dad's service, and mm-hmm. uh, I and honestly, I'm very proud of the song. I'm like, you know what? Why don't I write more? But um, writing. Songs is kind of like a muscle that you really have to exercise. It is. It's um, you have to do it. And it doesn't matter if it's it. a crappy song or or you're not too happy with it. If you have, let's say you had like forty. What did you say you had forty something songs that are just yeah. complete crap? What if you read? Well, they're not this? crap. They're not crap. They're just they're not finished. No, they're crap. I've heard them. <laughs> no, no, no. But I say if you, they're not nothing. I don't think any song is ever finished. Even songs that you complete, you know, you'll. Hear them back after you've lived with it, and then you recorded it, and you press it on a CD, or you put it online for download, and then you hear it again. You're like, oh, I should have done this. But then that can turn into another song. Or I, sh- I should have done that. And then when you do live versions of this song, oh, yeah, they, they kind of morph. morph into something uh, completely different. So um, who's your favorite songwriter of all time? Mm, my favorite songwriter is probably Roger Miller or Chris Christopherson. You weren't expecting me to pull some substance out, were you? Oh, no, man, that was pretty deep. <laughs> uh, and, and so, why do you like Roger? Why do you like Roger Miller? Because I have a soft spot for Roger Miller. My mom used to uh, sing me Roger Miller. My mom plays guitar, and she used to sing Roger like "Can't Roller Skate in a Buffalo Herd" and like "Dang Me," like sing that to me and put on the. I have the record of the Roger Miller Golden Hits, and uh, but just he was just brilliant. Just he the put way, a lot of comedy into his. He songs, was funny. Too. But he could also write like if you listen to a song like Husbands and Wives. Yeah. Um, but the way that he the way he used words is is amazing. And and then he had this way of uh, when uh, one time he forgot the words to his song and he just scattered his way through it and then that turned into a whole style for him like you know. 
Wow. I didn't yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. But um and but then, then she, Chris Christopherson Chris, is another big one. It's probably my favorite. He's playing locally. I know I want to go see him. What, uh, where is it at? I, I don't I don't like remember. Off the top of my or head. It's one of the casinos. Palma Casino or one of, uh, oh it's Palma. It's Palma. Yeah. Yeah. We saw Dwight Yoakam there. Mm-hmm. And and Gene. And Gene. Got Eugene. us in to see Dwight. Yeah. Intelligent but. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> No, Roger Miller's great because he does a lot of uh, humor and uh, uh, into his uh, songwriting, and then uh, but the Chris Christopherson, I don't, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know too much about Chris Christopherson's songwriting styles. Here, I mean, I know Chris Christopherson's here's a, songs. Here's a here's probably well, Sunday Morning Coming Down is probably the most well known, and me and Bobby McGee, people may not know that he, you know, he's the author of that one. Helping helping make it through the helping make it through the night. Um, so many uh, uh, become sundown is one of my favorites. Uh, why me? Why me, Lord? The John, you know Johnny Cash and mm-hmm. yeah, Willie Nelson. All those guys recorded so many. But um, yeah, Roger Miller and Chris Christopherson are the two that pop into my head. Uh, Dwight Yoakam's uh, one of my favorite songwriters. Also, do you ever um, do but you the, ever uh, like explore songwriters outside the country music genre? Yeah, I think um, uh, modern day uh, uh, Taylor Goldsmith from a band called Dawes is probably one of the best songwriters of the new generation. I haven't heard of it because I'm not of the newer generation. Yeah, Dawes. Check out Dawes. And D-A-S my buddy, or D-A-Z? D-A-W-E-S. Dawes. And my buddy Lee. Like Dawes? Like from the, sh- uh, the movie? Um, the- Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dawes. It's just a band. They're like a, it's like a folk rock thing. But my buddy Lee Pardini, who, who was playing keys, I met him playing keys with uh, Scott Bruce, is now in Dawes and they're touring. And Lee just played on the uh, new Roger Waters album. So shout out to Lee. Lee played on the Roger Waters album? He did. Lee Pardini. Wow. Talented dude. That's pretty cool. Yeah. My uh, favorite songwriters. Yeah. I, what about have, you? Uh, I have Neil Young, and and oh, like well, you, yeah, like you, it goes back to my um, my childhood. My father, uh, man. used to play Neil Young's "Harvest" over and over and over. Is that why we do that song? Every uh, day? No, that no, 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 no. See, <laughs> you need to spend some time with Neil Young. He had an album called "Harvest." Oh, the album "Harvest." Yeah, you- not not "Harvest Moon." Which is another song. I think Harvest. I just pissed off a lot of people. Har- yeah, you probably did. Harvest had uh, Needle in the Damage Done. It had Harvest. It had Old Man. It was a really great album. So my father used to play this song, this album, over and over again. And we'd spend a, long, a lot of time camping in the desert. And it was just very, you know, deserty and being in touch with Mother Nature. Mm. Uh, so... I hated it at the time. <laughs> you always do. Hated it at the time. But as you get older and you reflect back on uh, your upbringing, you go, oh, that's really great. So I really got into Neil Young in, in high school and really admired how he had this great ability to translate. Um, I don't want to get into politics, but like political views or mm-hmm. or about nature or about this and about that and of course I like the Eagles too mm-hmm. I don't like anything that the Eagles uh, as this collaborative team uh, wrote too so those are probably like two of my favorite songwriting styles lest we forget uh, talking about like you know 
uh, Johnny Cash is another one. And then, uh, well, you were saying like being in political and, and then right. nature, like listen to like um, uh, Flesh and Blood. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. later on he had things like The Man in Black. Right. Like, do you wonder why I always dress in black? Why I never wear bright colors on my back? I was yeah. just listening to that because it's so funny. Okay, I went to Canada. Um, Wait, you were listening to Man in Black? Yeah. Let me on tell your you. own time? Yeah, let me tell you. You know, a few months ago, I pulled up to a gig and Man in Black was playing in the car and you said, why do you listen to that all the time? Well. Warms my heart that you were also listening to No, it. I was listening to it because I went up to uh, Quebec, which is, you know, primarily French-Canadian mm-hmm. uh, population. Eh? And uh, I went up there to do a piano show. Eh? And they, no, no, that's not... That's not Quebec. That's more of like Now I just Western. pissed off half a country. <laughs> a is like more Western. But uh, Quebec is more French. Montreal is more French. So um, they really don't know a lot of English, but they know a lot of songs that mm, yeah. are recorded. And the most surprising request that I got at this uh, French-Canadian piano bar was Man in Black. Really? Do you know this song, Man in Black? That's, that's pretty amazing. And uh, so, you know, it's really cool how songs kind of break barriers of language. And if you hear a good song, it's a good, good uh, a great song that was written really well. People uh, are drawn to it. Yeah. Do you have uh, do you have any of your um, original stuff that we can play? Um, I might. I'd have to dig it out. Um, okay. Stay well, tuned. The suspense. uh you should dig it out. I would like to hear something. Oh, man. The and, suspense uh, is killing me. Well, I feel that since... And being in Neil Morrow's house, your lovely wife just walked in. Hi. Hi, Gerilyn. So, um, maybe we can play uh, the song that I writ- wrote, writ- I wrote yeah. for my father. I, I was going to okay. suggest that. And uh, we'll do that. And we'll come back and maybe we can find one of yours in the meantime. Okay.
That's it, man. That's it. You know, and that was uh, Chris Harvey on the steel guitar, John Shelley mm -hmm. on the drums. You were playing guitar, guitar and bass. and bass. And yeah. I sang. Mm -hmm. and, you played uh, guitar, right? And wrote the song. No, I ended up having you do it. Oh. I don't know. But um, uh, Beautiful Ride is a song that uh, I wrote on behalf of my dad. And it kind of... And that's the thing about my songwriting. It has to be a real personal mm -hmm. thing for me to really write the song down. And I didn't want to write about my dad. I didn't want to say, oh, you know, dad was a great guy, blah, 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 blah. Right. I wanted to, I, I struggled with the song for a long time, um, uh, a few days trying to figure out how I'm going to write about my dad. And then it hit me that I should not write about my dad, but write for my dad, what he didn't have a chance to say to to me, to my mom, to my sister, to family members, because of how he passed away in a, in a, in a motorcycle accident. Mm -hmm. It was like, hey, honey, I'll be home uh, later at four. And then he never comes home. And there's so many things like you don't get to say goodbyes or you don't get to you know, say things that maybe you would have said if you knew that you were not coming home at the end of the day. So I kind of use the song to uh, speak on behalf of my father. 
um, more or less. So that's that's how I write songs. I like I said, I can't just write a song about anything. It has to be a real personal experience for me. So, right, you know, just how I am. I oh, wish yeah. I was. I, I I I was talking to a friend of mine today. Nothing wrong with that. I was talking to a friend of mine today. He said, you got to write more songs, man. You're a great songwriter, which meant a lot hearing um, somebody say that about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a, a muscle that you kind of have to exercise. And you might get a lot of crap. And you yeah. might get something that's good. I would think for for every um, 12 to 20 songs you write, something might be something you're happy with. I have a lot of books on it. And... Um one common thing is to, uh, and I need to do this. I don't do this. I'm lazy. But um, it's like part of it said, as soon as you get out of bed, write something down. Just creatively write for 10 minutes and well, then see what comes of it. But try to write one song every day, no matter if it's like well, imagine if shit you, or not. Don't well, worry about with it. With that being said, imagine you wake up and you write down your first thought, whether it's like, today I'm going to conquer the world. Or, or it's like, man, I really gotta pee. <laughs> you're gonna wait. You're gonna write a lot of songs about urine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna write a lot of songs about being hungover. <laughs> no, um, but it, you know that's a good uh, that's a good exercise because you could write down a phrase or a sentence or even a title or a dream. How many times have you heard like, I had a dream about this song and we we woke up and we wrote the song. Scramble eggs. No, Johnny Cash heard the horns to Ring of Fire in his sleep. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, he's a very horny guy. <laughs> came to him in a dream, and they were in the process of recording it. That's bitching. I and he know. went, yeah, he went in and uh, he just hummed it. He went, <laughs> He brought in the, the horns and that. Cool. By the way, Johnny Cash, we just uh, com- commemorated. 14... Uh, it's 14 years, right? Yeah, that he passed away. What, was it on the 13th? Um, yeah. yeah. No. No, the, the 12th. The 11th. The 12th. Tuesday. It was last Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that day, though. I was only 11 years old, but I remember it was like my dad. My, I remember my dad. He was like, he was near tears that day. Really? Yeah. I, uh, it was all over the news. I remember that day because um, it was 2003. And uh, they were still uh, talking about all the 9-11 stuff that happened uh, a couple years before. And then the next day, mm-hmm. Johnny Cash died. Yeah, as if it couldn't get any worse. Well, it kind of did because I think then the next day after that, if I'm not mistaken, uh, John Ritter died. Oh, really? I remember yeah. that too, but I didn't know it was the same year. It was kind of, I, I, I'll have to look it up. We'll have to fa- uh, I'll have to fact check um, John Ritter dying. Yeah, but uh, I think it was like the day after uh, Johnny Cash died. Bad week to be named John. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. So, what about you? What about one of your songs? Do we get to hear one of your songs? Yeah, I've never. I I gotta say though, as inspiring as uh, <laughs> as your song was, <laughs> I've never just pulled something out from that deep. I write very like, uh, kind of not not from personal experiences, but just kind of. I like to try to write catchy, you know, rock and roll stuff. Anyway, here's one. What's the only one I have in my computer right now, and it's not a great recording because okay. it's a demo. Okay. But um, no one's ever heard it. Okay. So before you play it, yes. what's the name of the song? It's called Cocktails. And then so do you remember writing it? 
Uh, I remember right. I wrote it in about ten minutes. Okay. Do you remember like you're like I want to write a song called Cocktails? No. Uh, I'll be like driving or something, and then something will come to me, and mm-hmm. then I'll just I'll riff on it, and then. Uh, and that's how you came up with cocktails. I have so many voice memos of me driving, and then just like singing. Like, I I do too. Yeah. Surprisingly, I do have a lot of voice memos. Actually, maybe if I put them all together, I could come up with a song. Well, that's that's what I meant to say, and I never uh, mm. talked about it. Like you can write down a phrase for the day and think it's going to be in this song, but it ended up it ends uh, up right. fitting in another song, or you end up borrowing a phrase from one song that you never finished and put it in another. Bada, 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 bada. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and that's how you get a great song like "Cocktails," ladies and gentlemen, coming at you from the Dagnabbit Podcast Show. Here's "Cocktails" by Travis Daggett.
There it is. That's a demo. It's a very, very rough demo, but that's... Uh, you were you were doing a lot of cringing while this song was playing. Yeah, I haven't heard that in a long time. It was the only thing I had uh, on the computer. So is this one of those songs where you... Uh, but I, I do like the song a lot. You ever hear a song and you go, they definitely came up with the song title before the song? Uh, I think actually that I came up with the... I don't know. Like you just hear song, especially in modern country, uh, modern country music. Oh yeah, there's definitely a lot of song titles that, uh, like, somebody went, uh, "Hey man, I got a great idea for song." Yeah, what's it called? Honky tonk, badonka donk. Oh, totally. <laughs> so there's a lot of songs that are written based yeah. off the title before, right? Uh, before the actual song, and I, I'm guilty of it too. But you know. My biggest thing is trying to avoid sitting down to write a song and being like, and even that one is <laughs> the first line is like, it's dark and I'm thinking about you. No, it's nighttime. <laughs> it's always nighttime. I have uh, so many songs that it's like, it's 3 a.m. and I'm driving <laughs> down your dirt road and you pick up. No, I have a lot of songs that talk about it's nighttime because I'm up. We're up. That's musicians. the other thing is it's always like three o'clock. All right, so uh, not talking about big names like uh, Roger Miller or Chris Christopherson, mm-hmm. uh, local songwriters or friend songwriters, who uh, are your favorite um, uh, songwriters? Uh, uh, people we had on the show, actually, Gino Mateo and Jane Bennett are both really, really talented songwriters. Have you heard uh, Beautiful Ride? That? <laughs> who just played? I thought you meant outside the two of us. No, I. No, that's fine. Neil Morrow is no, one of the greatest songwriters that I've ever had the pleasure you know, of knowing. And I knew you were going to say Gino because uh, we were, I was listening to Well, yeah, he played a song that he uh, performed on our show. But uh, he's a great I songwriter. was listening to the, the podcast that we did with, with Gino, and he played um, an original song that I was just blown away by it. I was so blown away by it, I cannot remember the name of the song. <laughs> Always on the Road was the one that he sang. That was the one. Yeah. And then Jade, as uh, her album, I, I know she's getting them in the mail this week. I just did a show with her last night, and uh, her album's getting ready to come out. I was, Is that the show on Lake Arrowhead? Yeah. That you forgot you had to do because we were supposed to do this podcast? Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jade's, Jade's album's about to come out, and I, I had the pleasure of singing on it. But um, looking forward to that. But also, what's just, the name of the album? Um, oh, I should know. I'm not sh- off the top of my head. I don't know. So, it, how do they? How do people find it? J- Jade Mateo. No, Jade Bennett. Jade Bennett. Mm-hmm. Mateo or just Jade Bennett? Uh, Performance wise, it's just Jade Bennett. Why doesn't she throw in the Mateo? Well, let's call her and ask. Does her. she want to think people to think that she's married to Tony Bennett and not Gino? <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to ask. Her I'm going to ask her, Jade. Why don't you drop the Mateo? <laughs> I don't understand. Because she's Jade Bennett, man. She's Jade. a powerhouse. Jade's okay. actually probably Jade is the best chick. She's she's awesome. one of the best chick singers. Wait, I wait, know. wait. Hold on. Who are you afraid of offending right now? That you? Well, every other chick singer <laughs> I know. Because you were going to say Jade is the best. Well, Jade is, she's one of the most amazing female vocalists I've ever worked with. Yeah. Um, just kind of gives you chills when she sings. No, she, but she sounds great. Other people I know uh, that are great songwriters, um, uh, our friend Brian Whelan's a really good songwriter. Yeah. Um, Scott Bruce is a really good songwriter who 
me and Russell Scott are really trying to push him into recording it, and we'll see what happens. He's he wants to get in the studio, but he keeps. Scott wants to get in the studio to record a song, but he still has an iPhone four. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> just so you know. But he's talking about it more often than he used to, so we're making some headway. Really? How long have you known Scott? I've known Scott for three years. I've known Scott for fifteen years. <laughs> he's not but talking it's, about it's it. It's gone more. from it's gone from like once a month. Here's to a, here's every my Scott day. Bruce. It's like, oh, you know, gosh, I really want to work on an album, and uh, you know, I recorded an album, and I just wasn't happy with it. But uh, one of these days, you know, by God, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to do it. We're working on him because he's got some great stuff coming out, but. Uh, uh, Dominique Pruitt, who I work with, is also she's been writing some amazing songs too. Who that's another one we're working on getting getting her into the studio. Hopefully next year. You know the the sucky thing about putting together an album and mm-hmm. working on songs is just getting people to listen to it. Getting people thing. to purchase songs or download songs or just really. Because as a songwriter or as a performer, you don't make money on... Not anymore. That, that ship has sailed. Now with uh, Spotify and, you know, um, Pandora and, every, and all the streaming. Um, yeah, that, but that's a whole nother And it's such a beast. bummer. It's such a bummer to see friends that I know, like, like you said, Brian yeah. or, or, uh, or Jade or Dominique that put out these great albums. And Gino put out these great albums and then they push it so hard and then... Nothing. Yeah. Right. Nothing. Like, and, and I'm sure they, they're like, it, it's it's heartbreaking. You yeah, know? it's that just, new frontier that everybody's trying to figure out. Yeah. It's like nobody buys music anymore. But you can't, so, listen, you can't let it get you down. You still got to exercise that muscle. Just right exactly. and right and right. I mean, right people right. still are consuming. It's just that we're all spoiled with our, and I'm guilty of it too, but like Spotify, I like, I, I everything I do, when I'm in the car, it's like Spotify is going. And, uh, you know, you pay, I pay my membership fee and then, you know, it's, it's just the new frontier and everybody's trying to kind of figure out. Well, the new is. frontier sucks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You heard it here first. But on the flip side though, it's at the same time, it's easier now than it ever has been to like some, like some jackass like me can make an album like in my house mm-hmm. and it sounds pretty good. Um, the technology is great for recording and and stuff. You know, you don't have to you don't have to muscle with labels so much anymore to try to get a record deal to be able to go into a studio. You can make your own studio. That's so. true, but it's also exposure and getting songs out there and you know going viral. Well, which is the other side of that is that also now that it's so easy, everybody's doing it, and it's it's the saturation. So there is like it's really hard to break through. Like the like our friend uh, that we know, Jacob Tolliver. Is mm-hmm. a great boogie woogie piano player. Does a lot of the Jerry Lee stuff. Jacob could fart and record it, and it gets a hundred million views, and uh, and that's it. He does. I and, and uh, Jacob doesn't do as far as I know a lot of original stuff, but uh, he can lay down a bitchin' cover or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, next thing you know, it's like because uh, he ha- well he has the magic of the viral video. Yeah, uh, if you know the uh, video. Of the kid that goes into the hardware store and sees a beat up piano. You've seen it. And he plays Jerry Lee's whole lot of shaking, and he's like this young, spry 19 year old, 18 year old kid. That's Jacob, a friend mm-hmm. of ours. He works with us. We do our Cash Killer King. King show, and Jacob does the Jerry Lee stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, he got, he got a couple million, uh, if not more, views on that thing. 
Yeah. And now uh, he's got quite a fan base. Well, he he made it. Wasn't he on American Idol? He, he tried out for American Idol. Didn't he make it on? He was on the show for a minute. He didn't. He, well, he did. You know, they, they show like uh, the tryouts. Right. And the people that didn't make it. He Unfortunately, he was one that didn't make it. But he, he moved to L.A. now and he's got a promising uh, acting career in front of him. Uh, I heard that he just was an extra in um, uh, like NCIS or something. Oh, really? Yeah, the last couple. Of, I can't remember. What Good it was. for you, Jacob. So Jacob, you know, he used his uh, viralness. Maybe we should. Maybe if we we gotta get make a viral video. Jacob, can you please help us make a viral video? <laughs> if we go into like a Lowe's <laughs> and just like start, we play like. Walk the line on power tools. Oh, power tools and, and ring PVC of fire. Pipes. We'll use like drills to. <laughs> that that'll be a hit, and that'll then be we'll be on our way. And we'll get John. You can get John Stamos to stand behind us and play the congas, and it'll be viral. I like the way you think. I like the way you think. Now, of course, not you know most people don't have access to an A-list celebrity like you do. A-list celebrity. Mm-hmm. John Stamos. Hey, this is John Stamos, and if you're listening to the Neil and Travis Dagnamit podcast, I have one question for you. Why? Da, 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 da. John loves us. You know, speaking of John, uh, if you're a Full House fan, then you have to be a Fuller House fan. Right. Uh, Fuller House Season 3 is coming out on Netflix. And guess who's in the last episode? Uh-oh. John Stamos. <laughs> no, no, ripper just, number. I'm ripper number two, man. Number two. So, uh, I, which is a lot of fun. You came down. I did. Thank you for inviting me. That was a uh, came down and watched all that and snuck around Warner Brothers Studios. Let's go. Cool. Uh, we shot the last episode of Fuller House for season three on Netflix, mm-hmm. and uh, I was there for like three or four days or whatever. And I said, "Hey, man, come down and hang out at Warner Brothers." And so. On our breaks, and when we weren't doing too much of anything, we would uh, go into other sets. We mm-hmm. w- walked into the the Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory, Bang. and uh, and then some movie set, a movie set. I have no idea what it was. Oh, you know what I've been watching Somebody's is House uh, Disjointed with uh, Kathy. Oh Bates yeah, that. we started that was watching next that. door, and so we walked by that. But it was fun. To Tried walk. to break into Conan, but uh, that was locked. locked. Yeah. But so uh, I was I was so stoked to do that, man. It's the second one I've done as a ripper. Mm-hmm. I did the first episode of the first Fuller House, season one, and now I get to do uh, season three, and I got a lot of FaceTime. Yeah, you got more FaceTime. Yeah, it time. cost me three grand. I had I to know. join. This time, I had to join I SAG. hope it leads to some more work for you. <laughs> John, if you're listening, a spinoff called Jesse and the Rippers, or just- Jesse and, the, Jesse and Ripper number two. They, they, that'd and be a great like spinoff. your adventures. I would love to make my three grand back. Uh, so uh, please help me. Uh, but no, uh, tune in. To, it comes out September 22nd, uh, season three. But I do know that uh, the episode I am, they're only releasing the first nine episodes on the, the 22nd of September. Mm-hmm. And then December, they're going to do the other, uh, I think it's the other nine, maybe. I'm and we'll sure. just wait in suspense. But you'll see me. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky, you might see Travis lurking in the back somewhere. <laughs> like behind, I'm in the kitchen and the Didn't raiding you cough the fridge. Really loud during one of the scenes as a spectator. Probably, maybe a cough uh, made made it. I farted into one of the mics. Would you like to be on TV? Um, my acting career is behind me. 
Hey, man, you're looking at uh, Charlie Brown in the uh, my high school. Wait, wait, you were Charlie Brown? In my high school. My you're senior, kidding me right now. My I'm about se- to blow you away. My senior year of yeah. high school, we did a Charlie Brown Christmas, and yeah. uh, they cast me. Uh, they came to me and said, which I didn't know was a compliment or not, but they said, you're perfect for Charlie Brown. Yeah. And so I was Charlie Brown. You want to know who else was Charlie Brown? Don't don't you dare. David Humphrey. Oh, I thought was you were going to Char- say you. No, but still, me. wow. David, David Humphrey. Humphrey. Let's Dave call him right now. Let's call him. Dave we're going to call the street. David Humphrey, who's Dave on the street, was Charlie Brown in his high school play. And uh, let's call him and uh, talk to him about this. So, so wait, so so Dave, was it, is it true that you were also you also played Charlie Brown in a high school play? This isn't being recorded. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I'm not proud of it. I feel like we're that much closer now, me and Dave. Uh, there you go. It's like uh, your Eskimo brothers in the Charlie Brown world. But uh, anyhow, so. Uh, Good grief. It was so good catching up. Uh, and uh, we've got some good stuff coming up. I know. Tomorrow's my birthday. Tomorrow's your birthday. 25 years old. Ah, weird. And uh, where, where are you, what are you going to do to celebrate your I'm birthday? Gonna go, I'm going to go hang out with you and Mikey C. at the Shamrock. Yeah, that's right. I'm doing Dueling Pianos for Travis. It's the Travis birthday edition of Dueling Pianos at the Shamrock in Marietta. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little scared. You should be. <laughs> Oh, you should. I'm a little nervous about I, tomorrow night. You should pack some extra clothes because you will not be driving. I know. You know what's funny? I got to play at a funeral the next morning. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I can't wait. At the church? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what time is the funeral? I don't have to be there till one. So. Oh, oh, that's fine. You yeah. you get an hour of sleep. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> twenty five. Twenty five years old. God, where was I when I was twenty five? Was playing a. Uh, I was playing Casino Morongo. You had a that cooler was, car that, than I have. That was my uh, my big gig. I was playing Casino Morongo. I was 25 at a 1956 Cadillac. Man. And a head full of hair. Wow. And three girlfriends. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm one out of three on that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> although the Jeep... Arguably gets as good a gas mileage as a 56 Chevy. That's true. Hey. That's true. What else is going on? Hesperia on Sunday. We got Hesperia. Why don't we play some bumper music and we'll tell you about what we got oh. going on, Travis? Bumper go. So, of course, this weekend I'm doing dueling pianos Friday and Saturday, September 15th. Travis's birthday. Hey. And the 16th with my good buddy Mikey C out of Phoenix, Arizona. Dueling pianos at the Shamrock Pub in Marietta. And then followed up by Sunday, it's uh, Hesperia Days at uh, Hesperia Lake up in the city of Hesperia with the band. We go on four to six. Uh, and I think to there's that a couple of uh, different bands. And I'm going to bring out my new guitar that I bought. You're going to debut it. I'm debuting the new uh, Gibson J200 Bob Dylan Players Edition. It's exciting. Uh, for that show. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then, uh, and then I don't know about you, but I'm uh, I'm off for like a, a week. I'm off for almost a week. I've got some Scott Bruce stuff next week. Well, we got Thursday, uh, the um, uh, the twenty first. 
Yeah? At the Swallows Inn. We in do? San Juan Capistrano. Yes, Travis, we do. What time? It, it starts at 7.30. I think I'll be able to make you that. You should come on down. I'm playing with Scott Bruce and Hemet, so. Oh, you are? But in the daytime. That day? Yeah. Oh, that's great, because, in fact, it is the 21st at the Swallows Inn in San Juan Capistrano. All right, didn't have that one down, but... Uh, oh, you should. It's a fun gig. <laughs> We'd love to have you. Live live show business, folks. No, I can do it. And then, of course, uh, so you're doing you're doing Scott Bruce on the 21st as mm-hmm. well? In the daytime. We're playing in Hemet. Where? At an at uh, an RV park. Not not the one that we did with Cash Killer King. <laughs> How many are... Well, that is Hemet. It is Hemet. There's a lot of a RV lot of parks. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I'm off for a couple days, but then we're doing the starting gate on the 24th. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you doing that one? Uh, it's in the book. Are you sure? Yep. Okay. And I'm actually, I'm playing at a, a, after that, that night, I'm doing a Hurricane uh, Hurricane Harvey and Irma, I think, uh, benefit concert with uh, Dominic Pruitt. I'm just doing a little On the 24th? Uh, yeah, in the evening. Because I was going to invite you to the Beach Boys. They're playing right down the street. Oh, well... Forget the hurricane relief. No, I'm going to go see the Beach Boys on the 24th. Uh, they play at the Cerritos uh, Performing Arts Center. I think it is. Isn't that across the street from the starting gate? Almost, like right across the street. So after that, huh. But you have to go hang out with your good friend, Dominique. Hey, it's, it's for a good cause. It is for a good cause. But on the 28th, uh, I'm playing, uh, I'm headlining at Sam and Well in the Tucket Lounge. That's true for the Rockabilly Night. Am I on that one? Oh, I guess now's a good time to tell you. I had to make some cuts. 28? John Shelley's no. out of the band? <laughs> no, everybody, the gang's all be there. John Shelley, Johnny Bowler, and uh, Neil Morrow, star of Fuller House. <laughs> and, of course, we go to Laughlin uh, the next uh, day I do. Yeah. Uh, you're not on that one. No, I'm going to uh, be But there you go. If, of course, if you want to find out where I'm playing, you can go to neilmorrowband.com. And if uh, you want to find out where Travis is playing, you can go to www.meganslaw.com to find mm-hmm. out where Travis is. I'm legally required to... Did you say legally? Legally. <laughs> I started my birthday celebration early. Yeah. No, where, where do they find out where you are? TravisDaggettMusic.com. Which go. I believe there's a tab uh, in the Neil Morrow website. That's true. I Much think. like there's a tab for the Neil Morrow website on the Travis Daggett you know website. That's called fucking teamwork. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Dag Nabbit podcast show thingy. thingy.